the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Pat Vitucci program guests and Craig Roberts are not affiliated with Proxy Freedom LLC or United Planners Financial Services unless otherwise noted on the show. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Proxy Freedom is not liable for any third-party content. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Advisory services offered through Proxy Freedom LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Proxy Freedom, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. Welcome to Don't Invest and Forget, a weekly financial news magazine designed to educate and equip you with the roadmap and direction you need to manage your money, meet your financial goals, and instill confidence in your investment choices on the road to retirement. Your host is author, radio commentator, Pat Fatucci, with over 30 years experience in the world of finance and investment planning, with special emphasis on retirement planning. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program, go to don'tinvestandforget.com. I'm Pat Petucci, your host for almost 30 years now, and it's been a great ride because of guests like I have on today. We're blessed to have Joshua Graziano with us today. Joshua is in charge of the health operations for Proxy. Joshua, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on, Pat. It's a privilege and a blessing to be here. So Joshua, you've been in the health insurance business. You also do some annuities and some other products to satisfy your clients' needs. Gosh, health insurance has been such a controversial topic. The costs are been double-digit inflation for as long as I've been around. So we know it needs to have careful selection and really a conscientious review. What I like about what you're doing, Joshua, you're a guy that can go out to the entire marketplace and find the best available product at the best prices with the best coverage, latitude that you have, that you can really bring some really good choices to your clients. Absolutely. And just to give a thought about my background, I I didn't come from money. I came from a very humble beginning, single parent household. My mother actually got disabled at a very young age. So healthcare was a very hot topic Uh, early on in my life. And my first exposure of really learning about the subject was when I took a position with Anthem right about the time Obamacare went into effect and all the prices went up. And I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I wanted to learn it. And what I learned was, is that it's a lot like a car, like an engine. And, And people need to understand how the different parts of the engine work. And it makes the whole thing a little bit more palatable to understand like the difference between long-term care, health, disability, these are these are different things. And they protect you from lots of different issues that could happen to you in your life that wouldn't have to necessarily exhaust your savings and the things that you've built or your time away from work or lots of different aspects. So what we do is we want to equip people with information and and, and help them along. I've seen people all over the spectrum from the bottom 
people that are, are just making ends meet with their income to all the way to the, the wealthiest people that really just don't understand how insurance can be a tool to protect their family. Just by design, health insurance can be very confusing. I mean, you have deductibility. Is your doctor participating? Do I have enough adequate coverage for me, my spouse? And if I have children, children are in the ER more times than we want to think about between broken arms and and (laughs) cold muscles and kids very active in soccer and football and dance and deductibles. Because that's always kind of a surprise. You get a big bill and, oh, by the way, your deductible is X and, and, you know, you have, so you have to foot the entire first $500 or $1,000, whatever the issue is. Deductibles are one of those stigmas, I would say, in, in the industry or the perception from the consumer, like maybe high deductibles are bad, or how does that work? Typically, a deductible comes first, and it's something that needs to be met individually or as a family. And so once that deductible's met, you usually go into a second phase called copayment, where you're paying a percentage, anywhere from as low as 10% or zero, but typically 20, 30% or up, depending on the plan, or you're paying all of it. It it really just depends on the plan. Now, high deductibles aren't necessarily bad. My wife is carrying our third child, and we're going to be having a baby. And right now, a high deductible plan makes sense for me, because I know what my obligations are, maybe my outlook is going to be. And this is just an example of why a high deductible plan may be, because I know I'm going to cover it and the rest of the plan is completely covered. So I have a high deductible plan where I know I'm going to pay $7,000 upfront as an individual, $14,000 upfront as a, as a family, but that's going to be met with the delivery of my new child after the new year. On the flip side, if you're an individual business owner, Uh, Maybe you're getting things going. You're not quite married. You don't have kids. With all things considered, you may need a a very low deductible plan. The situation is is really just going to determine what's most appropriate. But don't buy into the whether high deductible plans or low deductible plans are better than the other. Really can be situational. The assumption is if you have a high deductible, the corresponding premium would be dramatically lower. Is that true? Thank you. Yes, absolutely. So deductibles have a lot to do with how much you're going to be paying monthly. So me being on a high deductible plan, I'm paying significantly less in my situation. But with other people's situation, it definitely correlates with the premium. The higher the deductible, the lower the premium. The lower the deductible, typically you're going to see a little bit increase in premium. So Joshua, you meant small business. So when an employee decides to leave the company or is terminated from small or large company, there's a plan called COBRA. I think it's an 18-month commitment they must provide insurance. It tends to be pretty expensive, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. And, and there are solutions without having to go on COBRA if you act accordingly. You know, sometimes we get unexpected departures and you're, you're kind of panicking. You're, you're wondering where your next income is going to be. Maybe you have great savings and you have the luxury of making those decisions over a period of time. Maybe you don't, depending. And you want to make a decision quick because everybody underneath the house may have been on your coverage. And so uh, going on to COBRA may be something that you hear at work or think that because 
your neighbor did it is the thing that you need to do it. It's not necessarily the case. If you were to call an agent from proxy, for example, you would quickly realize that you can hop on an open market plan if that was the right decision or get on to a, a short-term plan if you knew that your next employer was most likely going to offer it and you knew you only needed to cover maybe 12 months or less, there would be options for you to avoid those high COBRA premiums. And those are also, their deductibles are you know pretty high as well. So it, you, know, you will be covered, but you, you're going to have to pay regardless. So there's also one situation where you're leaving your job and you're retired and you're getting into Medicare. I know I'm switching gears here a little bit, but people need to know the different ways that you qualify for Medicare. There's two. One is 65 and up. Two is disability for uh, two consecutive years. You can you can qualify that way. But typically, a lot of people ask me, hey, I'm, I'm turning 65. I qualify for Medicare, but I'm still working. Maybe you're, you're going to work after 65. Well, whichever comes first, 65 or when you retire and you leave your group, I would recommend group, stay on your group plan at work as long as you can. The moment you no longer have that or the moment it makes sense to leave after 65, then go seek your Medicare plans. With me in studio today is Joshua Graziano. Uh, Joshua is in charge of all the health operations for Proxy. Joshua, I guess we all get tied very comfortably to our favorite doctor. And I guess the big question is, does my doctor participate in a plan you're going to recommend? Is that a continuing big issue? <clears throat> Yeah, it is. It's a big issue, actually. It's an issue that I'm have a little pet peeve. You know, we uh, we're realizing after we made some changes in the household, and and my wife went from uh, an employer plan to uh, the open market, and uh, the most reputable pediatrician in Plano, Texas, no longer qualifies for all the open market plans. He only accepts group plans or employer plans. And that really, really was upsetting because it presents a lot of new challenges. Sometimes we don't get to make the rules or sometimes we don't always get our way. Sometimes you have to face the fact that some some of these doctors out there aren't presenting plans. And so what you want is, is you want an agent who is non-captive that, that can really offer the marketplace, that can give you options, even comparisons. You know, usually there's not just one plan that's good for you. There's usually two or three that you have to compare. That's what a good agent is going to do. They're going to give you some options to compare because your doctors may not qualify for all plans or they qualify for all of them or they qualify for some of them. I know that that's always uh, an issue that if you have a doctor and you want to stay with them, it can be a tough road navigating without a financial expert giving you more options. Because here's the thing, Pat, at the end of the day, most of the consumers don't have the time. They don't have the energy. They don't even have the bandwidth to know where and what they're reading, like where to get it and what they're reading. So there's so much information out there. It can be mind boggling, even so for someone like me that's in the industry, that's selling the products, that's making these recommendations. I'm not going to lie. I've been doing it 18 years. I get bogged down by it, but we do it because that's the ultimate way that we give back, serve our client is by doing the work that they're just not able to do. Joshua, unfortunately, nothing is simple on any issue. And you know, you can't just Google what's the best plan for me. It really takes that personal customized approach. And that's why I really like what you're doing and, and having your arms wrapped around the industry where you can 
we can save your clients lots of time and energy and money to go through that analysis paralysis of the thousands of plans available. You can hone in on the on a couple of choices and really give your client some really good options. On that note, if someone has ever experienced Googling anything related to the sort, they know what it's like to get onto a solicitation list and get bombarded with phone calls. If they ever wanted to, proxyfinancial.com slash health. You can go in there. It's a free quoting tool. It's called the hassle-free quoting tool, meaning you can go on there, get real prices. Now, you don't even need to put in your information. This is not a phone number and email in order to move forward type of a thing. This is strictly zip code, ages, that's it, not even birthdays. So anyways, I just wanted to put that out there. Mention the website again. Sure, sure, sure. www.proxyfinancial.com slash health. Thanks so much. Joshua Graziano, Joshua is in charge of health operations for Proxy. Go to the website or give them a call at one plan wise That's one 888 P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Joshua, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. The pleasure was all mine. Welcome back. I'm Pat Vitucci. My special guest today is Lynn Schreiber. Lynn is a group called Revolutionize Retirement. She's a speaker and a certified retirement coach with a dream to revolutionize the entire concept of retirement one boomer at a time. Lynn, welcome to the show. Thanks, Pat. I'm glad to be here. Lynn, you've got a very ambitious goal there is to revolutionize the entire concept of retirement. What is Thank a certified you. retirement coach? Certified retirement coach is someone who is, been, who is a, already a life coach. So I'm a certified life coach, and I went for additional training to be trained to administer something called the Retirement Success Profile, which is a quite extensive planning tool and it really helps get a, the big picture of where they are today and what their views are about retirement and what areas, aspects of their lives might need some buffing up in order to make a smooth transition into what's next for them. So this is a new invention. I mean, my parents did not have a, a retirement coach. My this... parents didn't have a retirement coach either, and they probably could have used one. You know, I call myself a retirement revolutionary, and there's very good reason for that. When I started to look ahead in my early 50s to, you know, what was coming, which was that thing called retirement at that arbitrary age called 65, I just didn't want to go there. And I couldn't really understand why until I really took a look back at my role models. And my role models were, one, my father, who worked hard his entire life, and he had huge dreams about what he was going to accomplish and where he was going to go and things he was going to do when he retired at the age of 65. Only at the age of 63, he developed acute lymphocytic leukemia, and from the time he was diagnosed to the time he passed was 10 days. Gone. All of those dreams went with him. So it was like, okay, well, the lesson there is <laughs> live today. Don't wait for some arbitrary age to start living your dream, doing what you really want to do. And then my mom went to work after my father died uh, for the federal government, and she could not wait to get out of there, to retire. So she took early retirement at 62. And she, I guess, had sort of that traditional model of, oh, gosh, Gwen, you've worked hard all of your life. You should now rest and play, you know, have a good time. But she didn't really have a plan for how she wanted to live her life. God bless her. She just passed earlier this year at the age of 85. And for 23 years, I watched her really so slowly kind of contract from life. And I've seen it with clients. I have a client who 
was vibrant and brilliant and retired and seven years into retirement was sleeping most of the time, was napping most of the time. So it's really important to have not just your financial plan, but a life plan, a lifestyle plan. Most of us work so hard. My vision of retirement is taking a nap every day. A short nap is good. I have a lot of clients who are burnt out by the time they leave their current work life. And absolutely, take time, rejuvenate, do whatever. But it's important to have that be temporary and to really look ahead to how do you really want to be spending your time? So is this therapy, Lynn? Is there a fine line here between therapy and coaching? I don't think there's a fine line. I think there's a very distinct line for me and many therapists. So any therapist listening, please, I don't want to get cards and letters. But just a very simple distinction between therapy and coaching is that therapy often deals with the past something that's happened in the past and how do you examine it and then heal it so that you can move forward in your life. And coaching really doesn't deal with that. What we're concerned about is where are you right today in your life? Where do you want to be? How big is that gap? And what needs to happen in order to close that gap, in order for you to actually achieve and move to where you want to go? So if I have a therapist, my fellow employees may snicker, but if I have a retirement coach, I'm maybe really pretty cool. You are cool if you have a coach. Lynn, in your material, you say money is not the most important requirement for a thriving retirement. Money is not what is. Well, I want to be really clear because I don't want to get cards and letters about this one either from financial planners and advisors. Money is very important. Equally important is that it's vital, crucial that you have a purpose. If you're leaving your work life particularly, if you leave your work life behind and you're moving into this great big black hole, as I've had a lot of male clients say to me, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm facing the big black hole. It's vital that you create a purpose that will really pull you out of bed in the morning. Do males kind of define themselves as what we do? And I suspect females are getting into this issue as well, because females have had obviously wonderful careers for the last many, many years. And then when we stop working, we figure out if we're not this job title person anymore, what are we? What value do we have? Is there like a mental crisis that sets in? There's definitely a mental crisis, and I think it was very true in our parents' days that, you know, the men hit the brick wall. You know, they felt like their lives were over when they stopped working, and for many of them, their lives were over because they didn't know what else to do with themselves. But what I find with boomers, because so many of us women have had thriving careers over the years, that when I made the transition from my current work life into what I call my first retirement, which is what I'm doing now... I was stunned that when I stopped working, how much of my identity was tied up in. I could no longer say, I'm a television producer. I couldn't do that anymore. It was like, oh, no, who am I if I'm not a television? So part of my journey, and I think it's very important for people to really take the journey to discover who you are, because this next stage of life, whether you're continuing to work or working in a different form or volunteering or doing whatever, it's the perfect opportunity to really grow who you are and have it be about being instead of about doing, which is so much of what our culture is about, especially up to this point in our lives. Sadly, we hear so many people who are counting the days down to retirement, like there's, there's some panacea. We're sailing on the ocean and running on the beach every day and playing golf and playing tennis, and then we get this abrupt, rude awakening. It, it's not that at all, and we really need something else to fulfill ourselves. Yeah, well, it's interesting. There are lots of benefits of work, a lot of them, but there are five that are really important that as you're planning what's next for you after you leave your current work life, that you bring those along with you. One of them, of course, is remuneration, right? It's money, and that that is the money part of retirement, which is important. 
also, when you go to work every day, you get a paycheck at some point every week or month or whatever. So it's important to have money coming in so that your needs and your wants are taken care of. But there are also four other benefits of work. One of them is time management. And what we see so often in people who retire without a plan, so people either fall into the big black hole and start sleeping more and more or watching TV more and more and aren't really being productive, or they go the other way and they create nothing but busyness, okay? So, okay, at ni- and this happens a lot in Sun City types places. At 9 o'clock, we play shuffleboard. At 10 o'clock, we play pinochle. At 11 o'clock, we do this. 12 o'clock is lunch, and your whole day is planned, mm-hmm. and every day pretty much looks like the day before, and it looks like you're active and vital, but basically, you're just filling up time. It's a just different way. You're not napping. You're filling it up with busyness. So that's time management. When you work, there's some place you have status, right? Whether you're the CEO of where you work or you're the janitor, there's some place in the greater scheme where you fit. And it's very important when you leave your work to have some place in the community where you fit. Connection, socialization, you're out, you're being with people. You may not like all the people that you work with, but at least you're being, you're, you're socialized every single day of your life. You're connecting with other human beings. And the final one, which I believe if you create this in your life, which I've already spoken about, which is purpose, then the other three items will automatically fall into place. If there's any questions, call one plan wise That's 1-888-PLANWISE. No obligation financial health checkup. Call one plan wise That's 1-888-PLANWISE. Lynn, let's talk about marriage retirement. Is that like gasoline and matches? <laughs> what? Is that a crash course? That is exactly the thing I hear the most often. So the good news is you guys are talking about it. And that's the biggest thing I see is how many people, how many couples retire or one retires and the other one doesn't or they retire together or shortly thereafter and they've never even had the conversation. And he thinks, oh, goody, we're going to buy an RV and travel around the country. And she's like, oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to stay home and garden and be with the grandchildren. It's a complete disconnect there. So you're halfway there if you've at least opened up the conversation. There's a statistic out there from a survey done for the AARP by Roper ASW. Uh, in 2004, that 76% of all boomers, 90% of those who are married, expect to spend most of their retirement years living with a partner. And that's great, except none of us knows how long we're going to be here. And how often, you know, have you seen people retire again, the guy or the gal, one of them dies or gets ill within a relatively short period of time. And the other partner who thought they were going to have a partner for most or all of their retirement is sort of at a loss. So when I work with couples, I separate them. I work with them individually first to go through the process of discovering exactly what would bring them joy, exactly how they envision their retirement. And then I bring them together and we start to look at where are the places of overlap and where are the places of disconnect. And it doesn't mean that you have to be connected to the hip, right? You know, I think it's really important that each member of the couple, especially if you have different interests, that you pursue what is important to you and then you find the places where you come together. And as far as your wife not traveling, in my most recent Retire Retirement Boot Camp, I had a woman who wanted to write novels and her partner wanted to travel. She wanted to stay home and write and he wanted to travel all the time. And I said to her, it occurs to me that you have a lot of life experience and you're going to write about as much of it as you can, but at a certain point you're going to run out of things to write about. And wouldn't traveling around the world give you new things to write about? She was like, 
what a great idea. So she's now traveling some of the time, not all of the time, but some of the time. And you can go and travel by yourself sometimes. What you're talking about, it's more of retiring to instead of retiring from. Is, is that kind of the cultural dynamic shift we're looking at here? Yes, exactly. I think that in the past, we retired from our work, and that was sort of it. We did whatever it was we thought we were supposed to do. That's hard to do, especially if you like your work or if you're afraid of what's next. It's really hard to move out of something. It's much easier and much more fun to move towards something that you're looking forward to. It would be a really good idea to figure out what's that next thing that I'm really looking forward to in order to help you move out. The other thing I want to say about retirement, even if you have a plan, sometimes if you're just leaving work stone cold, sometimes people go to four days, three days, two days, they kind of ease themselves out of work which for a lot of people is a good idea if they can arrange it with their workplace. And I encourage clients to plan like some big trip if they like to travel, something that when they leave the work, before they get into what they've planned, they have something that's a nice segue. So I have a client who wanted to immerse herself in the Spanish language. And so she went to Peru for a month, this fabulous trip that she planned, and lived with the family and immersed herself. And it was just a nice transition. She left work one day. A day later, she was on the plane going. And then when she came back, she had the beginnings of what she had planned for what was going to be next to her. It wasn't just this, boom, I'm out of work. Now what? You mentioned in our last segment lessons you've learned caring for your mom, who sadly passed on last year. Talk to us about some of those experiences. My mom has been ill for a number of years. She had metastasized breast cancer in her spine, and it had been arrested for the growth of the cancer had been arrested for about three and a half years. At the end of last year, she started not feeling well, not eating again. The cancer had reactivated. They were trying another hormone treatment. And in March, she fell and broke her hip. And it was discovered that the cancer had literally exploded all over her body. So she spent five weeks in hospice care in our home with me as the primary caregiver. And this was after she spent a year with us four years ago when she first was diagnosed and was very ill, and she actually got healthy and ended up in her own apartment and having a, having a life again. When she lived with us for that year, it became very clear to me that the first thing I did was throw out all of my foundation for the day, the things that really support me, my morning routine, because I was so focused on taking care of her. And then three or four years later, when it happened again, only this was now a really finite period of time. We knew she only had weeks to live. I did exactly the same thing. So I'm not sure how I would have done it differently, but particularly if it's going to be long-term care that you're providing, caregiving that you're providing for a loved one, whether it be a spouse or a parent, I recommend that you get help, you get support in creating time for yourself that gives you the strength and fills you up so that you have something to give, so that you're not running on empty. Lest we take care of ourselves, we're no good to the people that we're, we're supposed to be taking care of. Lynn, we have a couple minutes left. You talk about retirement years as the third half of your life. How do you get a third half? It's attitude. Again, none of us knows how long we have. If we've already lived two halves, and if we approach these next years as if we have another half of life, whether it's five years or 50, whatever, it gives us a whole different approach than those mornings that I wake up and go, oh my gosh, the bulk of my life is behind me. And that's kind of a scary place to be. So I really look at, I don't know how much time I have left. And I really want to make the most of every single day, which we 
should have been doing all along, and you know, and a lot of us are guilty of not having done. So just approach it like you still have another half of life and go for it. Go for all those things that you've always wanted to do that you haven't been able to do or were afraid to do. Oh my gosh, don't be afraid. Be fearless. My very special guest today, Lynn Schreiber of Revolutionized Retirement. She's a speaker. She's a certified retirement coach with a dream to revolutionize the entire concept of retirement one boomer at a time. When you work, there's some place you have status, right? Whether you're the CEO of where you work or you're the janitor, there's some place in the greater scheme where you fit. And it's very important when you leave your work to have some place in the community where you fit. Connection, socialization, you're out, you're being with people. You may not like all the people that you work with, but at least you're being, you're, you're socialized every single day of your life. You're connecting with other human beings. And the final one, which I believe if you create this in your life, which I've already spoken about, which is purpose, then the other three items will automatically fall into place. If there's any questions, call one plan wise That's 1-888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. A no-obligation financial health checkup. Call one plan wise That's 1-888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Lynn, I very much enjoyed our session today and appreciate it. Thank you, Pat. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Don't Invest and Forget with Pat Fatucci. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up in one of the Bay Area offices of Proxy Freedom near you, go to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Or call 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Or visit don'tinvestandforget.com. Pat Petucci program guests and Craig Roberts are not affiliated with Proxy Freedom LLC or United Planners Financial Services unless otherwise noted on the show. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Proxy Freedom is not liable for any third-party content. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Advisory services offered through Proxy Freedom LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Proxy Freedom, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.